church, then you just got to listen to yourself. <laughs> um, I feel comfortable tonight. I feel like I'm at home, which is could be dangerous. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like God wants to do some amazing things in the lives of these children tonight. And so I want you to know that I don't take this lightly. And although how I speak to these children tonight may seem like I'm in a lighthearted mood and uh, not very somber, I want you to know that I have the burden from the Holy Ghost tonight. And if you'll bear with me and, and we can capture these kids' attention and point it towards Jesus, I believe he's going to pour out his spirit tonight. Amen. Now, I would ask my wife to come and sing, but the, the bed at the evangelist quarters is a lot more comfortable than the couch. And so I'll, I won't ask her to do that. We are so excited to be here. Um, let's stand. We're going to go to the book of Psalm, chapter 77. How many campers brought your Bibles to service tonight? All right, I see a few. I see a few. Psalm 77 and verse number 14. I'm just going to read one verse. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Tonight, I'm just going to talk to us about how great our God is. I'm hopefully, by the end of this service, by the end of... Uh, when I have completed preaching, I, I hope that Jesus reveals himself to you and you see how great and mighty your God is. Amen. Why don't we pray before we go into the preaching? Lord, we love you. We already feel your presence here and it's moving. Lord, we know that these children are precious in your sight. And we know tonight, God, that it is your will for you to reveal yourself to them for you to fill them with your spirit for them to receive revelation of how great and how mighty you truly are i pray tonight god that you would reveal yourself in this place lord that ultimately your kingdom would come that your will would be done in this place as you've already caused it to be in heaven let it be so on the earth we will give your name all of the praise and you will receive all of the glory in Jesus name in Jesus name amen praise God why don't you clap your hands tonight hallelujah you may be seated Um, I was in the uh, evangelist quarters today and uh, I was trying to find the mind of God. I have a lot of things that are on my heart, but I want to make sure that I'm in line with what God wants to do. So I was praying and seeking God and uh, I felt to go the direction of telling you about a few miracles that I've seen in my life. And then, uh, of course, I was, you know, wondering, God, is this really what you want me to talk about tonight? And um, what a fitting song from the choir. When we need a miracle, he's a miracle maker. And I feel the confirmation of that tonight. So uh, I'm going to get down here just for a little while. 
And I don't have my phone or a timer, so uh, that might be a good thing or a bad thing. All right, so how many of you kids um, have ever dealt with something or, or faced something that was impossible? I mean, impossible just can't be done. I see a couple of hands. All right, this could be dangerous. This could be dangerous. All right, what's an, what did you deal with that was impossible? Oh, see, that was going to be my answer. Homework. <laughs> Homework. It's a miracle that I passed high school with geometry and algebra. And that's, that might be beyond what you're dealing with. But homework could be impossible sometimes. Man. Um, so there's some things that when, when the Bible says that God is a God that does wonders, we could say that God is a God of miracles. And a miracle is something that is unexplainable uh, by human words. I can't tell you how God does a miracle. We try to define it by saying God healed this person or God provided for this or um, God protected me when this happened. But really, there's no way to explain how God does a miracle. And so the Bible tells us, David writes and says, that God is a God that does wonders. And I began to think about how can, I, how can I reveal to you how great your God is. And so I'm going to tell you some real stories of stuff that was impossible. And it wasn't just math homework. It was real impossibilities. Okay. So I need a, I need a helper. Let me see. Anybody a volunteer? Who's brave to volunteer? All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Come here, bub. What's your name? Samuel. Samuel, okay. Now, Samuel, a few weeks ago, I was in California uh, at No Limits Conference, okay? And there was a young lady there that couldn't see out of her right eye. So I need you to just take your hand and cover your right eye. All right. Now, just right there. All right, ready, ready? How many fingers am I holding up? Oh, he said he don't know. All right, all right. Let's see. What's another one? Okay, 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 okay. What color is my tie? He doesn't know. All right, you can take your hand down, bud. See how it's impossible for you to see out of that side when, when, I, when I make that eye blind? There was a man in the Bible. His name was Bartimaeus. You ever heard of Bartimaeus before you ever heard his name? You can sit down, bud. He was a blind man. He couldn't see anything. I need another helper. Let's see another helper. Another helper. Let's find a young lady here. All right. You come help me because you're brave. You're brave. All right. Ready? Just right there. Right there. All right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Keep them closed. No peeking. No peeking. No peeking. All right. Now I want you to walk towards me. Oh, you opened them. You cheated. All right, let's try it again. Right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. All right, close your eyes. Keep them closed. Keep them closed. Oh, I didn't say walk towards me yet. All right, stay right there. Stay right there. Don't move yet, okay? Don't move yet. All right, keep them closed. All right, walk towards me. All right, you can open them. You can sit down. See how it's impossible to see where you're going? And so we, we hear about this miracle in the Bible, right, of Bartimaeus that said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus 
came to him and he healed him and he was able to see. So we read about that in the Bible, but sometimes it's just a Bible story, right? So a few weeks ago, I saw this young lady in California that was blind in her right eye. And uh, we were just in praise and worship and the presence of the Lord was there. And, um, and a missionary from Malaysia came and laid his hands on her and prayed. And she started to just jump around like she was crazy. I mean, she was jumping like crazy and dancing and screaming and nobody knew what was going on. But after service, they told us that God had healed her eye and she was able to see. Now that happened just a couple of months ago. And so God is still moving and God is still doing miracles. All right, let's think of another one here. So I could tell the story of um, Pastor Carl Elder, who at the same conference many years ago was having some eye trouble and he couldn't see and, and stuff was blurry and so... Uh, he was sitting in church, and the preacher was preaching, and he walked by, and it seemed kind of random, you know, at the moment. He just walked by, and he used him for an example, and he started praying for him. But when he started praying for him, we all saw the power of the Holy Ghost hit Pastor Elder. And after service, he walked up to his son and said, watch this, and he covered his good eye, and he started reading the words off of the screen at the other end of the sanctuary, and uh, God healed his eye at that conference. Um, let's, let's see here. Um, a couple months ago, there was a young man who I met. I believe his name was Omar. And he was deaf. He could not hear anything. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that. He could hear very little. So he had to have special hearing aids made and put in his ears so he can hear even a little bit. And if he took them out, he couldn't hear anything. He was completely deaf. And he came to the altar and he was praying and he said, I want God to heal my ears. And so the church began to pray and uh, a minister laid his hands on his ears and he began to pray and said, God, give this man his hearing. And the first time he prayed, nothing happened. And he said, can you hear me? And he was shaking his head, no, no. And so he put his hands on his ears again and he prayed again. Another few minutes passed. And he said, can you hear me? And he said, a little bit. I can hear you a little bit. And so he put his hands on his ears and he began to pray. And the atmosphere was so full of the Holy Ghost that we just believed anything could happen. And so he began to pray. And a big smile came on that young man's face. And he took off his hearing aids. And he was looking at everybody. He's telling them, I can hear what people are saying. Right. Now, at the end of the service, we were talking to him. And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, to experience what that was like. So I walked up to him and I was whispering. I said, hey, Omar. Hey, Omar, can you hear me? And he said, yeah, I can hear you. And he just started laughing. And he said, you know, for the first time in my life, 
He said, this is the most I've ever talked to anybody in my life because I'm usually the one that is uh, awkward in conversations because I can't hear what anybody says. He said, but tonight I can hear what people are saying across the sanctuary. And we began to rejoice and thank God that God is still a miracle worker. Praise God. Praise God. All right, all right, let's see. Let's see, I need another volunteer. All right, I need a volunteer. Man, everyone's excited. Look at this. All right, come here, my man. I need you over here. I, I was watching him in kids' choir. This is the one I want right here. <laughs> okay. All right, my man. So there was this guy. I, I don't know this one's name, but he was, at, uh, he was at the No Limits Conference this year, and I wish I would have got his name. But he had one leg that was two inches shorter than the other leg. All right? So I need you to just pretend. Which, which foot are you better on? Your left foot or your right foot? Like what, what foot would you kick a ball with? Your right foot? Good. So I want you to pick that one up. All right. Ready? Um, let's see. One more volunteer. Don't do this unless I tell you to do it because then you'll get in trouble for doing what I'm about to do. Let's pick you right here. All right. You just line up next to him. All right. No running in the sanctuary, so I want you to power walk, okay? All right, all right. But you, you, can't, you can't run, you know. You only have one leg that's, you can like maybe hobble a little bit, but you're fine. Ready? First one to touch my hand wins. Go. This dude's a fast hopper, my goodness. All right, let's try the other way around because you seem too good on that foot. Put your right foot down. Put, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm going to give you some more distance this time. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. You can sit down. You can sit down. It's kind of hard to walk with one leg shorter than the other leg, ain't it? I'm sure you do. All right. All right. All right. So it's, uh, it's kind of hard to walk or to run, or to, you know, try to do anything when you have one leg that's shorter than the other leg. So uh, at the same service, it was, I think it was a Thursday or Friday night, and they prayed for him. And he came, he came up after service, and he was standing there, and he had his balance, and he wasn't falling over, and he was able to run and walk. And in that service, the Lord touched him, and his leg grew the two inches that it needed to grow, to be the same length as the other leg. How does God do that? Can you tell me, can you tell me how in the world God would be able to do that? Other than he's powerful? Other than that he's great and mighty? Other than that, God is a God that does wonders and signs and miracles. All right, let's get a couple more here. So um, a few months ago, my mom was uh, going to the doctor, and she was having some autoimmune trouble. And, you know, she really didn't know what was going on, but 
she went to the doctors and uh, they were concerned that she had an autoimmune disorder they called lupus. And uh, the adults may know what that is, but you kids might not. But basically it makes it, uh, if, it if you have lupus over time, it makes it to where it's super difficult to breathe. And then it gets to a point that you could even lose your life. And it was serious. And we prayed and it just seemed like it wasn't getting better. And we kept praying and it just seemed like it was uh, staying the same. You know, nothing was improving. And so she went to the doctors and they said, we're going to have to do some blood tests and... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you know what's going what's gonna to happen here. So she went up to the doctor, and they did the blood test, and I met her for lunch on the day she went to the doctor. And she looked at me and said, son, I'm not afraid. But she said, I am, I am concerned because I have you and your sister and my grandkids, and I want to see them grow up, and I want to be the grandma to them that I want to be, and she said, I'm not afraid because I trust God. She said, but I am concerned about my health. And so we just, you know, the test results were going to take time to get back. And so we were just waiting to see what God would do. And it was the type of situation that the doctors really don't have a cure for. There's not a medicine that you can take that would make it better there's no treatment that you can do that would really completely cure and heal the condition. And so in the face of, you know, just the worry and the fear that you can deal with, she kept walking by faith. And a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Brother Mutu from Malaysia come to the church. And he was there. It was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, May the 8th, and uh, we were having a, a healing and just Holy Ghost service. And uh, I can't tell you, I can't remember what he preached. I don't think he preached very long, but he told us stories like I'm telling you of miracles that he had seen God do. And so he made the altar call and he said, if you have a sickness that you want God to heal, come to the front. And, you know, a lot of people came. Um, but my mom was one of them. She came to the front, and her and my father were right in front of the pulpit, and they were praying, and, uh, you know, he was praying. The, the evangelist was praying for other people. But they were right there in the center, and they were praying, and the Holy Ghost was hitting them. And, and they were weeping and and praying in tongues and the Holy Ghost was moving and then the the missionary came up to them and he said you know what are you dealing with what's what's the situation and so uh, they were telling him what was going on and he began to pray well a couple of weeks later uh, I believe was it just last week I think or a week and a half ago she had to go back to the doctor so they could read her the test results and so she went to the doctor. They were nervous, you know, what's going to happen. And she got there, and the doctor said, I don't uh, really know what's going on here, but your blood tests are completely normal. And, and the, doctor, the doctor said what I, what I thought was going to be more of a problem or a bigger concern 
is totally normal. And she texted us and said, I believe it was God that touched me in the altar on that Sunday night. <clears throat> and I'm telling you that God is still a miracle worker. And God is still a healer. He's strong and he's mighty and he's able to do anything. He's able to do anything. He's able to do anything. 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 So there's a couple more I want to share with you. These ones are not healing miracles, but it's still a miracle. Um, a few months ago, uh, we went to the church to pray on a Saturday night. And um, my brother-in-law was there already praying in the sanctuary, Brother Mitchell Elder. And uh, I was going to walk in, and I heard him, and he was praying loud, and he was kind of personal with God. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to give him some time and let him work it out, you know. <laughs> and um, so he was praying, and I, I, you know, gave him his time, and uh, I felt the Holy Ghost really pushing me to go into the sanctuary and pray. So we went in there. I knelt down uh, right in the middle, middle aisle there, uh, middle row. And I began to pray. And it's not often that God takes me to that deep of a place of intercession. But when he does, I know that something is always coming after that prayer meeting. And so I began to pray. And I, you know, five, ten minutes passed. And it was, uh, I started to feel the presence of God. And 15, 20 minutes passed, I began to have those emotions come out. And then about 20, 30 minutes into praying, I started feeling that call to intercession. And intercession is just really deep prayer with God. Um, and so I began to intercede. I didn't know what I was praying for, but I was, I was so broken. All that would come out was moans and groans. I was so desperate for God to move. And uh, I had to preach the following Sunday morning. So I thought maybe God is, you know, helping me break through some things so I can preach on Sunday morning. So I'm praying and, and having a Holy Ghost encounter in the sanctuary. And uh, my wife, is she cleans the church, so she was cleaning the sanctuary. My children are out there. Or I'm, I'm sorry, she was cleaning the vestibule. And my children are out there with her, and um, she began to feel the pull of the Holy Ghost to come and pray in the sanctuary. And, and so she was like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to hurry up and try to finish cleaning and then get in there and pray. So she came into, this, into the sanctuary, and my kids, you know, they're six and four years old, so they don't always want to go in the sanctuary. So they, they wanted to stay out there and play or something. I don't know. But she made them come in with her, and we went down, and I was, I was still praying there in the middle. And she went down to the front, and she was praying. And pretty quick, she started praying in the Holy Ghost, and uh, the power of God was there. And... My kids were just kind of walking back and forth. And at the church, we have carpet, and it's right on top of a concrete floor. And so if you walk and you kind of drag your feet enough, you build up static electricity. And then if you touch somebody, zap, it gets them. <laughs> so they were, the, you know, they were walking, they were dragging their feet, and they would go and touch each other, and it would zap them. And they were just having a good time. And um, all of a sudden, my little girl just began to pray. And it wasn't like, 
really organized prayer. She just started saying things like, oh, God, I love my parents. <laughs> oh, God, I love my brother. And I was like, the Holy Ghost is touching her if she loves her brother. <laughs> All the parents said, amen. And so she was praying and she was just saying, God, I love my parents. Would you touch my brother? I love my parents. I love you, Jesus. And then she started to, you know, get really serious and big tears welled up in her eyes and she began to cry and say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And my wife started praying with her because we felt the Holy Ghost there. And within a couple of minutes, within a couple of minutes of praying together, she started speaking in other tongues. As God filled her with the Holy Ghost. As God filled her with the Holy Ghost. God is still a miracle worker. And whether he does it by healing people of disease. Or making their legs grow two inches. Or healing their eyes. Or filling them with the Holy Ghost. God is still a miracle worker. Amen. One more. So, you know, I was, I'd been praying, Pastor Carriker, because it's important to me that my children would receive the Holy Ghost. In this world that we're living in and all of the craziness and uncertainty that we face, it's important to me that my children have the Holy Ghost. And I know that God... I know that God has our babies. I know God has our babies and there's, there's dynamics of age of accountability and there's dynamics of all of that stuff. But I just tell you, I'm not ashamed to tell you, I often prayed, God, fill my children with the Holy Ghost as early as you can. Amen. 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 And so my little girl received the Holy Ghost at four and I was believing God to fill my son with the Holy Ghost. And uh, I don't know if I've ever told anybody else this, but the devil would come and, and he would talk in my ear and he would say, your kids will never receive the Holy Ghost. And I would, you know, I rebuke you, Satan. My children will receive the Holy Ghost. And I'd be praying and, you know, my son would pray and he'd get so far praying and then it just seemed like he would shut down and not speak in tongues. And, he, and it was fine. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at him for anything. It was just, I started to hear that voice again. Your children won't receive the Holy Ghost. And so I began to pray. And we, my wife and I, we went on a, a modified fast. It was 52 days. We chose something that uh, we would fast from that wasn't only food, but it was something that... Um, we really valued or really wanted or enjoyed every day and said we're not going to enjoy this for the next 52 days uh, and so at the top of my list of things I was fasting for was that God would fill my son with the Holy Ghost and so we were in a service on in April at the end of April and uh, him and his buddy Oren were messing around in church and uh, we were right we were right in the middle of this fast and um I was playing the keyboard and it was a Holy Ghost altar call and people were breaking through 
And I looked out, and they were just playing around in the in the pews, you know, being being church kids. And um, all of the sudden, something the Holy Ghost got a hold of them, and Oren came up to the altar, and Josiah came up to the altar. And if you know these two boys, if you guys know Oren Elder, you know that he is uh, he's a unique child. But he doesn't show a lot of emotion all of the time. And so he was at the altar and he was just real serious, you know, just like, I love you, Jesus, and I worship you and I praise you. And Josiah was the complete opposite, standing next to him. This kid was wrecked, tears falling down his face and snot in his nose. And I mean, he was, he was crying and praying. And then all of the sudden, Oren started speaking in tongues just real calm and collected and praying, but he started speaking in other tongues. And then just a few seconds later, Josiah started speaking in tongues. And both of them were filled with the Holy Ghost on the same night. So, so when they told me that Josiah received the Holy Ghost. I just, you know, I turned around and I walked where no one would hear me. I said, devil, take that. Because God filled both of my children with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So I know that this is, this is junior camp, but let me encourage parents, if you're seeking after God to fill your children with the Holy Ghost... If you've heard that lying voice telling you that they just won't receive the Holy Ghost, let me tell you that there's two kids on these pews that are a testimony that God is still a miracle worker. And God is still moving and God is still pouring out His Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brother Ethan, would you please come and just play some music behind me, please? So... What I've got to tell, what I've got to tell you children is, is how great and mighty your God is. So I've told you stories up to, up to now. I've told you stories how God heals people and he does miracles and things that the doctors can't do and the things the doctors don't have answers for, God can do. There's times that God has miraculously provided for our family when we didn't have enough money to do anything. And God would just put it on somebody's heart. And they'd come give us enough money to put gas in the car. Or put some groceries in the fridge. Um, times when God's provided for us. That, you know, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't ask anybody. But God is still a miracle worker. And so God's provided. And God's filled with the Holy Ghost. And God's done all of these things. But tonight, tonight at this junior camp. On this Thursday night of junior camp. I didn't come just to tell you stories of what God's done in the past and what God's done before. The reason I told these stories is because I want you to believe in how great your God is. How great Jesus is. If he can heal a blind man thousands and thousands of years ago, and he can still heal a blind girl less than three months ago. He's the same God then as he is tonight.
If God filled them with the Holy Ghost in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, God can fill us with the Holy Ghost in this sanctuary tonight. And I know that there's a lot of people here in your ages, you know, I think it's 5 to 12 or in that range, but there's a lot of people here. You may be an adult here at this junior camp and you came to just bring your kids or you came just to support or maybe somebody invited you to come and see what God was doing and maybe you thought you were here just because someone invited you and it's an accident but I'm telling you tonight that God has orchestrated this this moment. God has planned this moment right now so that he could reveal to you how great and how mighty he is. So, we read in the Bible, we read in the Bible of these people that received miracles from God. And there was one thing that they always had to have before God did a miracle. Before God could do a miracle, there was one thing that they had to have. Can you tell me what it was? Faith. Who said faith? Yeah, one thing that God requires from us. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so there's, there's, this, there's this thing that God requires of us. And if we're going to see our kids filled with the Holy Ghost, if, you're gonna, if you want the Holy Ghost tonight, if you need a miracle tonight, if you need God to move in your life tonight, if you've got questions that nobody else can answer, but you need God to answer for you tonight, if you've come into this place and you live a life that's hard and rough, and, and this is the only escape and the only peace that you have tonight, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I know what it's like to come from, I know what it's like to come from a neighborhood that's tough. I know what it's like to live in a family that's tough and rough. I know what it's like that the house of God is the only place that you can come and find peace. I know what it's like to walk into the house of God and this is the only place that you feel safe. But if we're going to see what God wants to do tonight, all of us, all of us, all of, all of us, the children, the pastors, the volunteers, everybody under the sound of my voice right now, we have to have faith that God is able. And I just told you stories about how able our God is. He's able to heal and save and deliver, but tonight he wants to show you how great and mighty he is. Tonight, he wants to reveal to you how great and mighty he is. He wants to show you that he's still moving and that he's still a miracle worker. And he wants to show you that he's real. He wants to show you that he's real. So for that to happen, for that to happen, we all have to make a decision. We have to make a decision. We have to make a decision. God, I believe in you. And I believe that you're able to do what you said you can do. 
So tonight I saw some hands go up that you need the Holy Ghost. If you'll believe that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost, He'll do it tonight. If you believe that God can fill you with the Holy Ghost, He can do it tonight. And if you're here and you need a, a healing touch in your body, if you believe God can do it tonight, if you're here and you need God to make a way, if you believe God can do it tonight, because He's still great and He's still mighty and He's still moving. Let's stand all across the building tonight. I don't know how you do altar calls here, but if you're a volunteer and you know how to do it, I want you to get around these kids. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight, why don't you come up the front right now? If you want the Holy Ghost, if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, why don't you come forward right now? If you need the Holy Ghost, come forward right now. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need some help from some sensitive, prayed up adults tonight. Will you help me pray? Gather around these kids and help us pray. Come on, that's it right now. Maybe you're here and you don't fully understand everything that's going on, but you feel God calling you right now. Why don't you make your way forward? Come on, don't be afraid to let those tears fall from your face. Come on, right now, why don't you open up your heart and let God touch you right now. Come on, that's it. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Come on, talk to him right now. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Come on, God is moving now. God is moving right now. That's it. Let those tears fall. Surrender to the move of the Holy Ghost. Surrender right now. Surrender to those emotions and let God move. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Jesus. That's it. That's it. Come on. Let God do it right now. 
Come on, that's the Holy Ghost moving on you right now. I know we're here for the kids, but if you're here in this place, if you're an adult in this place tonight and you feel the moving of the Holy Ghost, why don't you let your hands go up in the air right now and let God move. Let the Holy Ghost move all over you right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. He's still moving. He's still proving just how great he is. How great he is. right now that's the Holy Ghost moving on you come on that's the Holy Ghost moving on you right now surrender to it surrender to it yes
on, get those hands lifted up in the air and surrender. Let God move right now. Open up and let God move right now. Come on, don't try to control it. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, let him take control.
Come on, campers. Come on, young people. Press on a little further. Come on, don't stop, please. Don't wipe those tears away. Let them flow. Press on, press on. 
Thank you.